Well, normally after Labor Day weekend, we'd be talking about the end of the minor league baseball season, or at least the end of the regular minor league baseball season. But because of COVID and some good things, some bad things, we're going to be talking about minor league baseball for at least the rest of the month and then some other stuff beyond that, at least action concerning. Um I'm Justin Latta. This is Guardians of the Future. And even though I forced him to go to a game on Labor Day yesterday, Joe Koblitz is joining me again. How did you like working on Labor Day? I I don't. That was fun, right? I don't celebrate. I don't believe in holidays. So it really is the same as every other day. Oh, really? Jehovah's Witness? No. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you don't celebrate holidays? That's something I could think of religious wise. Yeah, no, that... I just don't. Uh, I don't partake. Okay, you don't partake. Well, that's good. That was good for us because you got to go to a game, and I'm sure it was very well attended. And I'm, I'm sure everybody was happy to see you there. You know, they do have decent attendance at. It was at Camelback Ranch, and not really. It was at Fake Camelback Ranch, which is like the backfields. <laughs> uh, but they do. Oh, I. I thought it was. I thought it was in uh, Goodyear. No, no, it was in uh, Glendale, <clears throat> and they do get decent attendance there. Unlike Goodyear, which is usually just me. Uh, but yeah, there there were a few people up there, and uh, I got to see Will Dion for the first time, so that was fun. And uh, Luis Durango was up to some tricks. I think I don't know. How okay if the, if if, <laughs> if games are more attended in Camelback Ranch or Fake Camelback Ranch. How did you not blend in better? I thought the whole reason you got, well, you didn't get in trouble. I thought the whole reason you were, were seen is because you were in Goodyear and there's nobody at Goodyear. How do you not blend in better in Camelback Ranch? I blend in fine. There's still only like 10 people there. It's not like, <clears throat> oh, okay. There's more than that. It's just more than two. That's fair. That's fair. Well, maybe next year I'll come out and join you if I can find vacation time around spring. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. We just got a brand new couch. Oh, great. Well, I have somewhere to sleep now if you're offering. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it, it'd be good. I, I've, uh, had, uh, it, I've had almost every uh, website over my house. <laughs> oh, well. No, I've only had three, I think. Three websites? Three whole websites? Yeah, three. Stephanie Lucio and... Caitlin Boron and someone from IBI years ago. Who was that? I don't remember. I'm guessing it wasn't Tony or it's Jake. Not, no, no, it's not somebody who's with the site anymore. No, well, neither of them are with the site anymore. So, well, fair enough. Anyway, yeah. no one knows who these people are. We're still with the site. Yeah, Except we're Stephanie. still with the I mean, site. Stephanie Lissio is great. I'll give her big props. Oh yeah, she's like one of the best historians on uh, Negro League baseball in Cleveland. I think best historian, one of the best historians in baseball in Cleveland, period. Well, fair, but that's her like area of expertise. Okay. And not talked to her in a while, but yeah, good follow on Twitter. Dr. Stephanie, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Yes, Dr. Licio. Yeah, don't leave I, the doctor part out for sure. I didn't mean to miss that. All right. She Mr. worked hard Justin. for that. Mr. Justin. Yeah, I, I don't have a, a title. <laughs> I have not earned a title except for world's biggest idiot. I think I've been I, I, I um, wouldn't accept a title just like I don't celebrate holidays. 
that's fair. I wonder if I wonder if you don't celebrate holidays, can you? I'm sure they have doctors. I don't know. That's a whole different discussion. Oh, I don't even know what I had planned anymore. All right, James Karinchak hasn't pitched uh, a AAA yet. <clears throat> uh, speaking of weird stuff, uh, supposedly Zach Meisel of the Athletics said he's working on his delivery, which <clears throat> I guess mechanical issues were part of the cause of his issues and sticky stuff and overuse, all that. I don't know. What What do you think the plan is to get him back to being a serviceable reliever? Like, what's what's got to happen for him to get back. And I don't, I don't, do you think we see him again this year? Probably not this year, but I, first thing, I hate the sticky stuff argument because the whole point is it adds to your spin rate. It doesn't make you a garbage pitcher into an amazing pitcher. And Karinczak was always great all throughout his minor league career. I can't believe he was using that the entire time. So I, I can't believe, well, and even if he was, I can't believe that's the only reason he was good. He's been good for a very long time. He's very young. Give him a minute. Let's not put this like title on him as cheater. Uh, it, it almost <laughs> it almost reminds me of when Sammy Sosa was using a cork bat, and it's like you can get on Sosa for using steroids, but don't get him on on him for the cork bat. Beyond the fact that physics says that cork bats don't mean you hit for more power, it means you swing faster so you make more contact. Like so. That's not what made him a power hitter. But on, you know, like on Karinchek, we, we do know the numbers. Ba- thanks to Trevor Bauer, he's shown us like the difference you can make using it and not. But also thanks to him, we know you can. I'm not going to. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know that uh, you can be a good pitcher with or without it. Right. So it is a bonus. Yes, it's great but you don't need it. And I don't think he needs it. So I do think it probably has something to do with his delivery more so than him being not able to use a substance that he was using before. I think, I don't think there's any doubt he was using something. I don't know if it was spider tack or, you know, the stuff that was, they considered lesser than that, which was like a combination of sunscreen and rosin, which I, I, it's hard to say. I, I think the Carl, the comments from Carl Willis, which, I can find real quick. I think the comments he made about this were pretty evident that he was using something. Um, yeah, maybe he needs to get used to pitching without it. But to to give up on a kid, I I hate that idea that you just go, oh, he was cheating. Let's give up on him. Like, yeah, I, mean, Rafael, I don't think anyone anyone's saying he's done. I hope not. Okay. Well, no, I've seen people say that. It's just I, I think it's people who didn't okay. like him to begin with. I mean, there's other reasons to. You know, look at him funny. Here, here's well, what Willis what said. Saying. Can't speak. Like, okay, <clears throat> yeah, they, people were trying to bring in outside arguments into who he was as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, if you don't like somebody, you can find a billion reasons. Like you, everything you see about them <clears throat> is you're going to just reinforce your opinion you already have. So, like oh, to yeah, me, confirmation I like, bias one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come at it neutrally and see if he does. And I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the closer. I mean, obviously not next year. Uh, that would still be class A, but I mean, like, I'm not saying he's going to be the the closer in five years. I'm not saying he's ever going to pitch a major league inning again. I'm just saying don't give up on him because of this. Right. Carl Willis's comments were, I can't speak for James and on specifically how he feels. I don't know exactly how he's gone about things in terms of this season. I will say this, the sticky stuff, generally speaking, if it didn't make a difference, they wouldn't have made it illegal. 
in his specific case, you'd have to ask him. I'm not really privy or allowed to be in terms of anything he may or may not have not have done. That that comment right there does, I think, suggest that he was using something. And absolutely, but I completely he, he disagree a, with him. <laughs> you what? I completely disagree with him that if it wasn't doing anything, they wouldn't make it illegal. Because just like I said, oh, cork, I, bat, cork bats are illegal. They don't do anything. Pine tar on bats more than six inches is illegal. That doesn't do anything. Like there's a, a ton of stuff that's illegal <laughs> that doesn't have any advantage. Okay, but well, I in did, that same vein, stuff. Well, yes, I was gonna say because if you want to get technical, steroids doesn't make you hit a baseball any better. It just that's, gives you more strength and recovery. Yeah, that's a discussion I'd love to have a lot. Well, we we can we have a whole off season to do that. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I think I've got that's lots a good of time this winter. Throw that one on the schedule <laughs> because I have major okay. opinions on that. All right, stay tuned for that one. Uh, <laughs> non non guardian specific, but I I think it's a combination of all the things for him. I've been saying I think I think for sure it's mechanical. I think it's he was overused. Obviously, we we know how bad. The team has overused the relievers over the last several years, and he's part of that group now. And I think part of it might have been sticky stuff. He's got to learn to pitch without it. But I don't think he can't be a good pitcher without it. I think he just – look, his mechanics were already very complicated to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah, a very sure. – that's that's part of why he walks so many hitters. You know, he didn't – I mean, like you said, he, there's no way he was using this stuff all throughout the minors. But – what made him break out was the fact that in 2019, his walk rate, like his walk rate got cut in half. He went from walking uh, 24% of batters or 20% of batters down to like 12. So when he cuts that in half, he's, you know, a much better pitcher. And that was what was holding his back in the minors. And he, he still walked a lot of guys last year and he walked a lot of guys this year more than you would like when he doesn't have good command and maybe he doesn't have <clears throat> the right mechanics to throw his curveball the way he needs to like spin, spin rate alone doesn't make a pitcher good, especially on a curveball. Like you cannot mm-hmm. look at a, a pitcher's cur- curveball spin rate and say, well, he has a high amount of spin in his curve. So it's good. No, it's, it's high, high spin is like BABIP. It's just a or batting average on balls in play. It's just a thing. It's not a, it doesn't mean you're good or bad. It's, it's, Curveball depends on spin efficiency. I don't know how his spin efficiency was, but you can clearly see the curveball wasn't as good. Um, going back to, I mean, I guess you could point to the date where they started banning the substances, that, so that you can kind of point to that. But he's had other issues too. So I, I still think he can be a viable bullpen arm. Like you said, I, I don't see him coming back this year. I just, I don't know. I think there's, if they're going to try to really work on things, maybe they want to get him back for an inning or two. I don't know. I mean, AAA is going to go through what, October this year? I didn't write so, that one down. <laughs> I only wrote mine down. Of course not. Well, way to go. I don't know why I keep bringing you on here if you don't know these things. I Yeah, I, <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be talking about Austin Eldiano and, and things like him. No one You're else the only is person in the world who knows who that is. So I know that's the, why I'm on here, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Yes. One of the few reasons. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe he'll be back. Maybe not. We'll see. But he's not pitched yet. I think he will soon in AAA. How about Brian Lavastida? He has not slowed down since getting the AAA. Uh, he had a walk-off home run on Sunday for the Clippers. And Roberto Perez is rehabbing there, but he remains – in the lineup as the DH 
things have really taken off for him. What do you, what do you think it says about Lavastida's future for Cleveland that he was the guy that got the got the promotion to AAA right now? And I I wonder if he'll go back to Akron for the playoffs. But what does it say that he's the one who got that call and not Bo Naylor uh, after you know the whole COVID and injury thing for catchers right there? Well, I think you got to I mean to backtrack to last last week's episode. Uh, I think we broke that GPG was promoted to the Indians on that episode. He was up for like two days, got sent back to AAA, and uh, then he was uh, DFA today. So, uh, like, that's kind of what we were talking about. Is like, you, if you don't care about a guy, like they obviously didn't care about him, then you kind of just blow through him. And they didn't want to blow through Lavasita, so I, I think that's a positive to this point, you know, promote him to Columbus, get him up there, get him ready, but don't put him on the 40 man until you have to. As far as Naylor, I think Lava's, I mean, all around a better player today. Uh, now that's no, not talking about ceilings. Obviously Naylor has a better ceiling, but if they wanted to go for a backup catcher in 2022, it's not going to be Naylor. It would be Lava Sita. Probably you just you and, just brought up Jim Paul Gonzalez because you wanted me to say uh, you were right. That's what you wanted. No, I feel bad for the guy a bit. I mean, like it because he didn't play. It sucks for him, but at least he got to go there. I'm assuming he actually went there. <laughs> he got major league per diem money for two days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's kind of cool to see you get called up. It would have been way cooler to say you got to play in a game because now he may never. Uh, there, there's a really good chance that he's never going to play in a big league game now, but. But, you know, at least he has that story. I, I honestly never from, thought he was going to play in a big league game until all the injuries and things happened. Going from high to, to the major leagues in the same year? Yeah. Well, no, but even like two or three years ago, I would have said, yeah. I don't think this guy's ever going to make it. Oh, no. I mean, that took Not a specific night, circumstance I mean, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, just I think they would have. Like, do you think if Naylor was having this is what I think. Do you think that they would have? promoted Naylor to triple a in the end, like Lavastita might go back to double a for the playoffs, you know, because now Roberto Perez is coming back so they can, um, well, Lavarnway's up and up in Cleveland. Now he may stay up. I don't know. Maybe Lavarnway goes back down and that pushes uh, Lavastita back down. But I think if Naylor was having a better year, because remember Naylor started the year in Akron and Mm -hmm. Lavastita was in high a, if Naylor, I think, I think if all things had gone ideally, they would have probably promoted Naylor to AAA, no? I, I don't know. To me, almost like because Lavastida is the more developed guy. It's kind of like how they have no problems promoting college pitchers three times in a year, you know, and really blowing them through the system, whereas the high school pitchers they're much slower with. I, I think that's kind of similar to their situation where you just, right, you don't know, you, don't... you can fast track Lavastida a little easier. Yeah, I, I get now. I mean, he is Lavastida is twenty two compared to Naylor being twenty one. The age isn't; they're only like six months apart. Yeah, or not even. They're uh, like four months. But I'm apart. I'm just saying but, he's because he's a more well rounded player. He doesn't have that many things to work on. I don't know that he's more well rounded. I think he's just having the better year. He's. The, I mean, I guess he doesn't strike out as much as Naylor. That's that's the thing. But like, okay, so Naylor started the year in Akron. He's got three hundred fifteen plate appearances. So. In a perfect world, like in, if the way the way that all worked out with you know the injury to Wilson Ramos and all the guys who are on the COVID protocol list and you know needing to shuffle things around, 
wouldn't you have promoted the guy who had played, I don't know, 70 games at double A at that point versus the guy who had played 20 games at double A at that point? If, if, if Naylor was I, maybe, having a better year, I, I just see Lava as a more, an easier move to be a backup catcher and Naylor is a guy they want to start. And it makes more sense to keep the guy they want to start in double A longer. I I don't know. I think I think both have a good chance to start now. I think well, now I think there's going to the be a game. real a real battle now for the future catcher. Okay, M- maybe you, you think I, you think still think Lavastid is a backup if he stays in Cleveland. You think and you think Bo Naylor is going to be the long term start over over him. That's what it certainly looks like right now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I, I do think Naylor probably Naylor is probably the better defender right now. And I'm looking down the system further and seeing absolutely no competition for those two guys. So I think that also goes to show, like, maybe oh, yeah, for sure they shouldn't. I mean, maybe do every other day with them. I don't know. You can probably has that really been tried recently? You could probably extend a catcher's career doing that. I did see Zach Meisel wrote a couple weeks ago about the the team talking about maybe moving Lavastida to the first, take advantage of his bat and just some versatility. So maybe. I mean, he was a corner infielder in college till he moved behind the plate. But yeah, I don't hate that at all. I don't know. I mean, I I, I like that better I, than putting Naylor at third, which they tried when he was in Arizona and did not work well. Yeah, I mean he well, I think he could play the infield if they if they left him there. I think I think Naylor could play anywhere if they left him there. It just mm-hmm. depends on what they want to commit to, but I don't know. I, I think Lavastina's got a real good chance to 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 be a starter still. Obviously I think Naylor's still the better the better defender in the long term. I think he does a little bit of everything better. Like so, you said, Lava is a better base runner. Lava is a great base feeler for some reason. I, I would assume. I wonder that how much of that had to do with. I wonder how much that had to do with the clock in the minors, where or that rule where pitchers had to step off before throwing to first base. Because he's not running as much in Akron. He had 14 steals mm-hmm. and 19 attempts in High A, and in Akron, he's two for five. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what's Naylor doing in the base stealing department this year. I haven't seen much of him running. He's no, he's six for six in double A. So, well, there you go. He was seven for twelve. He was seven for twelve in twenty nineteen in Akron Lake County. Yeah, I mean like, Naylor said stay- Naylor said the better year throwing runners out. Yeah, Lavastidas had the better year framing. Um, I haven't really. Asked the pitchers in Akron how they felt about Naylor's game calling yet. I know the pitchers in Lake County had a lot of good things to say about Lavasita mm-hmm. working with him defensively. So I don't know. I maybe maybe we see Lavasita next year, and then because <clears throat> Naylor doesn't have to be added to the forty until the next year. I'm sure they'll wait as long as possible on that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I just think that ideally, you know, if if Naylor was having a great year at Akron. Because they promoted now, obviously to Akron. I think if if he was playing better, 
they would have promoted him to AAA in this instance just because he had already had the half season in Akron at this point. But because he wasn't doing better, they chose Lavastida, which is, you know, still good for a lot of reasons, like you said. Not, not moving Naylor up too fast, but also getting Lavastida valuable time up there. I still think he'll be added to the 40. I think this this winter you'll see Lavastida on the 40. Do you, do yeah, you disagree with that? One. That's an easy one. You drop Lavarnway yeah. to throw him on there. Oh, yeah. There's, there's going to be some easy spots to clear like, in the yeah, season. To me, that's a one, it's a one-for-one one move you can do that you don't have to yeah. think about. Yeah, at this point, for sure. And I think Wilson Ramos is still on the 40 because he's on the 10-day instead of the yeah. 60. but. Obviously, that'll change when the offseason gets here because there's no IL in the offseason. They're not going to add him back to the roster, and I think yeah. he's even a free agent. So, uh, Joey Cantillo <clears throat> out of the bullpen so far in Akron twice. I think they're just going to keep piggybacking him for now. Um, he didn't really. I, I talked to him last week, and he said he wasn't really sure if he was going to start or what was going to happen, but he. Uh, he pitched an inning and then another two innings. So the first first outing did not go so well. The second outing was much better. Uh, in total at Akron, three innings, four hits, two runs, four walks, four strikeouts. Um, he's up to 93. He's added a, a cutter slider, he said. It's good to see him back on the mound. I Hard to really judge. I don't know. He, you, don't, you don't know about velocity down there. He was 93 in Akron, I heard in the broadcast, but... No, I really I wish they, uh, they would have it, yeah. but even uh, Glendale didn't have it uh, last night. But they don't want that's these so guys. Bizarre. They don't want the pitchers to know, so they can't throw it up on the scoreboard because that's always been a thing where they don't they don't want these guys thrown for the gun. And so the like, I guess I could sneak behind the scouts who are using a gun, but I feel that's kind of creepy. <laughs> you know, before I got a radar gun, I did that in Lake County. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't sit right behind them, but I'd sit like three rows back and just kind of yeah, be right I, where I, you know. That was possible 2019 and earlier. <laughs> That's a good point. Not really doing that I now. Can do, I, I can do that now in Lake County. I couldn't do it early in the year. I, I also focus on taking pictures now uh, more so. And then, so I got to get beyond the fences, by, you know, beyond the backstop. Without and, being noticed. Yeah, Camelback's the best place to do that because they Camelback is like the perfect spring training setup. If if anyone wants to go to spring training to watch practices, not games, because their game setup is terrible. It's so bad there. It's like it, it could be eighty five and it feels like it's one hundred and thirty. Uh, but the backfields, it's all grass around the whole thing. They've got a nice little lake in the middle. Uh, the paths are nice, and the fences on the practice fields are like four feet high. So they're high enough you can put the kids behind them and they don't get hit in the face. They're short enough you can stand over and ask for autographs and take pictures and stuff. So I, I love their setup there. I guess if I come to Arizona next year, I know where I'm going if Cleveland <laughs> plays there. Well, I'm sure they will. They do usually. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so Cantillo's been pretty good. Uh, you know, looks like a guy who's coming off a long break and is looking to regain his command and... Yeah, so we'll see him in the fall league. Add a new pitch. Yeah, I forgot to ask him about that. I was going to say, do you think that you'll pitch in the fall league? And he, did. I forgot to ask him. So they'll they'll probably announce I will. roster soon. They usually do before the season ends. 
Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they'll be pushed. Do, do they have a date on the fall league yet? Have they released a date? Yes, they have, but played? I don't have it on me. I can't. This is what you're here for. Come on. I, I can look it up. I'm focused on all these other leagues right now. <laughs> okay, it's starting October 13th, so it's about five weeks away. Yeah, so that's perfect timing because the uh, it's just, the, when's the the DSL ends uh, September 25th. <laughs> so give me a couple weeks off. Jeez. I will probably guess that by the end of the week we'll hear some. Maybe next week we'll hear the Arizona Fall League rosters because I know. Yeah, you're right. It is around this time they do that. I I and I would guess Cantillo goes there. Stephen Kwan is uh, having a heck of a time in Columbus. Another guy who was promoted uh, recently. I'm trying to grab his stats real quick. I don't know why I can't find him immediately on my sheet. Considering I had it pulled up. Uh, so far in six games at Columbus, he's hitting a, a solid 591 with a, a slugging percentage over 1,000 and a 611 batting average on balls in play. I'm sure that's obviously sustainable, and that's hmm. the, the average on balls in play will have the rest of his career. Um, but three walks, two strikeouts, two homers. He has certainly enjoyed the friendly confines of Huntington Park. He even hit an opposite field home run the other day, which I don't think I've seen this year, uh, maybe ever out of him. He's got nine now. I don't think the ball he hit for a home run would have been a home run in a lot of major league parks, but he did give it a good ride the other way. That was good to see. I I feel pretty good at this point about Stephen Kwan being on the 40. Yeah, and again, Where I would use the, the Lavastita argument of he's a really fundamentally sound player who at a minimum is a backup. So, like, those guys... You need a certain amount of those safe guys that you go, he might not ever be a superstar, but he's always going to have a good baseline and you don't have to worry about that. He doesn't strike out too much. He hits line drives very consistently. I mean, like he's, he's really he's everything. Five you... balls this year. Oh, has drives. he? Okay. Well, when I watched His, him. That, that's, <laughs> that's been one of the big things this year. He went from, okay. um, 43% ground balls in 2019 down to 35 and he's got almost 40% fly balls this year. So yeah, more fly balls than ground. Yeah. He's, he's always been a very consistent hitter and the fact that he did it while jumping a level is even more positive. I agree. And, and also because he's likely to be on the team, he's likely to be able to help you out next year. If you need an outfielder, mm-hmm. you can call him up and I but think and again you have you a don't, certain amount of guys he's a guy you don't have to panic about wasting years of service time or options and things like that just call him up <laughs> let's go so yeah i think they will right. end to the 40 uh this year over and, and i said this somebody asked that question like last week at some point it, it was i think it was will like what do you do with those three guys uh benson Quan, and gonzalez and right. and i said Add Quan, trade Gonzalez, and hope Benson makes it through. So okay. I, don't... yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think mean, that's, that's what the I... right way to look at it. Oh, and that was actually your next thing. I'm sorry. I, re- I spoiler alert. That's that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You were foreshadowing. <laughs> you totally read what I send you. I know you read it. So I, I read it as we're going. I don't want to get spoiled. Oh, it's like a book. Okay, I see. <laughs> um. I kind of feel like he doesn't run as well as Miles Straw. Like, I think 
Quan's more of an average runner to slightly yeah. above average, whereas Shaw's yeah, like a plus runner. But I feel like offensively, besides the speed, Quan is very similar to Miles Straw. So I'm like, do they do they have a spot on the roster together? Like, can they both fit? Do you need both of them? Yeah, I really miss having a good defensive outfield. <laughs> I know. Well, it's they, great right now. I know that. Yeah, I know. In general, over the past ten years, they really haven't cared. But if you throw Quan and right, he had a good arm when I saw him. At least I, I'm assuming he still yeah, his does. Arm's fine. Uh, put him in right. You know, you got Straw in center. Throw Reyes in left, so you can have Lavastida at first. <laughs> <laughs> DH, DH, probably Bradley. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like you could. I mean, like having two really good outfielders can really alleviate a lot of problems that they're having at that multiple first base DH issue. I feel like I know they punted on D like you said, they punted on outfield defense for a while now, but the problem with punting on outfield defense says they haven't benefited offensively. Like if you're going to punt on outfield outfield defense, then you're doing it for the benefit of, of offense. Well, yeah. That and that's why I said if it, if it was Reyes, it would be the case. Yeah. So do you get enough offense from, Quan, Reyes, and Straw is your outfielder, or you know any other combination of guys. Like, do you I mean, think maybe that, that? I mean, that was my initial thing: is Quan is a, a fourth outfielder anyway, so you wouldn't have them right. all on the field at the same time. But yeah, maybe it depends. You, you got late in the game, you might. I, I don't know that the team is good enough to really worry about that at this point. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so here's my question: with all this, we're gonna do a little bit of a this or that, or would you rather kind of thing with the roster right now. On the forty, I don't, I don't know how many outfielders you can carry between the majors and the minors, and have a bunch of average dudes. So let let's say this: the outfield next year, you're going to have Miles Straw, and you're going to have George Valera. Uh, not not in Cleveland, obviously for Valera, but he's going to be on the forty. So those are the two guys you can pretty much guarantee are going to be on the forty right now. After that, you've got, um. You know, Daniel Johnson, you've got Oscar Mercado, Bradley Zimmer, Harold Ramirez. And then there's, I guess, if you want to count Framil Reyes, you can, but for this exercise, I don't think we need to. Then you've got Quan, Benson, and Gonzalez. So let's say, I don't know, how many on the 40 right now? You've got one, two, three, four, five outfielders on the 40 right now. Does that sound right? I don't have it up. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, let's am, I miss, am I missing somebody? I, I got it in a second. Here we go. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. There's nobody in Triple A. There's six on the forty plus Josh Naylor's on the sixty DL. IL. There's six. Oh, if you're counting Reyes, oh, but they're counting Reyes. Yeah, so five plus Naylor <clears throat> will be six. Okay, plus. so let's let's move out Reyes and let's say Naylor. So you have yeah, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, including Naylor when he comes back. Um, let's say this Quan. you already, you already are on the, on the, on the fence saying Quan keep roster Quan trade Gonzalez and sneak Benson through, right? Yeah. You're not changing that. No, I, I think that's fair. And that's what, maybe you lose Benson. Maybe you don't, if they really care, then roster him, I guess. Okay, so let me let me ask you this: Straw, Valera, 
Quan Johnson, which uh, who who doesn't fit there? Which which one of those guys doesn't fit for you? I I don't I mean they've used Johnson so little. I I hate to judge him, but also does that say they don't care? <laughs> like they're not. Gonna I feel try. like they're like I'm. I'm not asking what they do. I'm saying what would you do? Yeah. Well, that's what I'd like I, to see. I, him I'm pretty, get it's a, not pretty obvious they don't care for him. I mean, the way they yeah, played him. I'd like to see him get more of a shot at, at some point over like a Zimmer who we've seen for six years or however long, or or Mercado who we've seen for at least three years. So, Quan or Daniel Johnson? That's the question then right now. I don't know that it would be that different. I, I guess Quan because he's younger. Okay. Um, Quan, Johnson, or Mercado? Quan. Okay. Quan, Johnson, Mercado, Zimmer. It, it, yeah, maybe it, that would depend on what they if they want a guy who's ready right now or a guy who's ready next year or, you know, in two years, three years. So pick, well, pick, pick two for next year. Pick two. Z- Quan Zimmer, and who else? Zimmer and Quan. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Both left-handers and that adds the straw. Um, I'm okay. not, I'm not prejudiced against hands. So Quan and Zimmer are uh, also Quan over Harold Ramirez too. No, I don't think like so. If it came, if, if it came down to it, if you had to, if you, cause you've already said, Hopefully you get Will Benson through the, the Rule 5 draft and you trade Oscar Gonzalez. If it comes down to it, you're, you're keeping Quan over Mercado. You're keeping Quan over Johnson. You're keeping Zimmer. Do you keep Quan over over Harold Ramirez if it comes down to it? Because you already want to keep Zimmer. No, not necessarily. So Ramirez, yeah. Zimmer, it, it, and Quan. I, I had to look it up, but he's not a free agent until 2026. Ramirez. I'd, I'd say he's been good enough to come back next year. And if you, if you have an outfield yeah. of Miles Straw and and Harold Ramirez, or, um, Harold Ramirez, Bradley Zimmer, and Quan, you know you've got your right left balance, and um, you've got guys with options. You know Zimmer will be out of options mm-hmm. next year, but you have Ramirez and and Quan who you can move up and down if you need to. So, okay. How about pitching? Same same game. We're gonna do some pitching. We're gonna do this with shortstops. Um, so we assume, and let, unless a trade happens, but for now, let's let's say that next year you go into rotation with Bieber, Savali, Plesac, McKenzie, and Quantrill, and Morgan's your sixth guy in AAA. Um, they've got to add. I should have separated this better. So the guys they have to add are Adam Scott and Connor Pilkington, Cody Morris. And Joey Cantillo. Those are all guys that are Rule 5 eligible. Um, Adam Scott or Logan S. Allen for next year? I'm going to be bad at this game, but I'm going to go Adam Scott. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, I'm with you. Adam Scott or Sam Henches next year? Adam Scott. Adam Scott or J.C. Mejia? Oh, that's, that's unfair. Bringing personal bias here, but Adam Scott. <laughs> okay. 
Adam Scott or Scott Moss, who is now back on the injured list? That's an easier answer. Shoot. I, I, you know what? I haven't seen how Moss has done this year because I was high on him for a minute. Let me, let me. Well, he's been hurt more. like all year, so that's has how he missed the whole year. Oh, I see. Um, he's pitched okay. like ten innings. Yeah, so I guess I got to go, with Scott. Figure it out. <laughs> okay, so all, all, yeah, all, all three except for Moss, all three of those guys are out of options next year. I think there's a chance they're going to get a fourth option on JC Mejia. Everyone seems to think that's the case, and I still have no idea how that works. So um, if I say I know, don't believe me because I don't. I would say one of these three guys comes back next year in the bullpen, and then the other two are, I don't know where. I'm taking Scott Moss off the 40, but I'm with you on Adam mm-hmm. Scott. Okay, so uh, Connor Pilkington yes. or those all, over all three of those guys, all, yes. all four? Yeah, yeah. The same thing okay. with the next two questions, too, probably. But <laughs> a little okay, so, so, so I, essentially I you're taking – I mean, Scott, Scott Moss is an easy removal from the 40 at this point, I think. But you're saying uh, you would rather have Scott Pilkington, Morrison, Cantillo behind Eli Morgan as depth options next year versus Logan Allen, Sam Henches, Jason Mejia, and Scott Moss, three of those guys who now have major league experience. Yeah, the, I mean, but Hentges, are out of options. Yeah, Henches, there's no question that he's improved greatly over the years. And I know his numbers aren't great this year in the majors. I think he will stick around in the big leagues for a little while. I just don't think he has that ceiling that maybe we put on him before we had ever seen him before. <laughs> like he, he's just, yeah. he's, he's been like a roller coaster of a career where you say, Oh, look at this huge guy who can throw hard and strike people out and walk everybody. And, uh, <laughs> well, everybody wanted he, to be Andrew he, Miller. And he's not, Yeah, he, he's gone up and down so much that I don't really <clears throat> know that he has a future with the franchise. And, and Logan Allen isn't even the best Logan Allen in the Indian system. Uh, true. So that's rough. <laughs> I, because, okay. So you need at least five starters. I mean, triple is going to have Morgan. It's going to have Scott. It's going to have Pilkington. It's going to have Morris Cantillo. You have Peyton Battenfield. You're going to have options there. It's going to have some guy who's not anywhere near the franchise right now. Who's signed as a minor league free agent for, or two or three of those guys. <laughs> I hope not, because that means they more injuries. That, I mean, they they, maybe, every maybe Scott Moss hangs around. Yeah, yeah. They, every year they bring in two or three guys. It just, it, it not necess- It doesn't even mean injuries. It just means they're prepared for injuries. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, add add <clears throat> add all four of those guys to the forty man roster. I would take Scott Moss off the forty. I don't know that you can remove any of those three guys from the 40 right now to add these four guys. Like as far as Allen Henches and Mejia, I don't know if I could take any of those guys off the 40 just to add these four we're talking about, but I like them. I like those four better than the other, other four, obviously. I think, I think two of these guys have to be back next year, whether it's one of them trying to compete for the final rotation spot you know, just as a last chance or mm-hmm. one of them goes to the bullpen. Like, I think you need that, that chance to have one of these guys in the bullpen. Like, I think Mejia would be good out of the bullpen. I, and people yeah. forget, like, over the years, I've seen so many guys get, you know, you DFAM and then you bring them back immediately on a minor league deal. It happens so often. So 
like you said, with, it might happen with Moss. It definitely could happen with Mejia if they had to. A- any of these guys have struggled enough that you could drop them off the 40 men and bring them back, and I don't think there would be hard feelings. Ma- Moss and Mejia, I think there's a chance that happens. Henches and Allen, especially Henches, I don't think that would happen. Okay, yeah, I, but th- there's always that option <clears throat> if they do have to go through that process. It's better to protect the guys you think have a big future than to worry about the guys who are here now who may or may not. No, I, I agree. I just think that I think that a lot of teams will see Henches and being, like you said, being 6'8 and throws hard as a lefty. I If they were to take him off the 40, someone would scoop him up. You lose him for nothing. So you're better off maybe trading him than anything, but if you don't want to keep him. I don't know that Logan S. Allen has a ton of trade value at this point, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do let's do the shortstop thing. Same same exercise. So I asked a couple other people this this week. For next year, you have to start one at shortstop. You have to change the position for another one, and you have to trade the other one. Ahmed Rosario, Gabriel Arias, Brian Rocchio. Start, change positions, or trade. I guess you're gonna not like it, maybe. Uh, well, no, I don't want to trade him for sure. That's a difficult one because <laughs> I don't think Rokio is not a major league ready necessarily. But he's going to be on the 40 this winter. Yeah, so you have to trade him. See, that's a, t- a difficult shot. If that's the case, I'd almost say start Arius, move Rokio, and trade Rosario. But my general position would be to start Arius, change, <laughs> or start Rosario, move Arius to Doesn't, second. Okay. This doesn't have to be for 2022. It just has to be long-term. Okay, so fine. Start Arias at short, move Rokio to second, trade Rosario. Wow, okay. That's... It's a minor league podcast. We don't... <laughs> I know. Well, it's a long. It's a long-term thing. Rosario's not that old, and Arias and, uh, you know... I wouldn't Rokio trade any are, of them. Are good. You would not trade any of them? <laughs> Well, you have to. I'm I'm forcing no, you. No, you don't have so. a choice. Well, that's what so I did. That was I gave you my answer. <laughs> okay, but in, in reality, I wouldn't trade any of them. Okay, make all three fit then. Ah, some guy gets hurt. <laughs> some guy sucks in two that's... years. <laughs> there's so much. Okay. There's a billion ways to make a fit. <laughs> and and okay, if you're not trading any of them long term, I mean, why do they all if, fit if, on it? Why do they have like five minor league teams? Why not just have one? This is this is the future. I'm saying you can't in the future. All three of these guys cannot be on the 26 man roster. Yeah, so like go back in time and pick Naquin or Zimmer or, or Frazier. <laughs> like they had all three of them at once. Then they kind of now have one. So right, like, they traded. You, they traded yeah, two of them. And down. They... I wouldn't at the time. I would have told them to keep Frazier. <laughs> But you not. But now you don't want to trade any of them. So I'm saying, how do you? If you don't trade any of them, how do they all fit? Well, that's what I'm saying. You just kind of work it out and see. You know, at the end of the next year, you make those decisions. Not right now. Why do you? Why do you have to ruin all my hypothetical questions? I didn't. I really? gave you my answer. Okay. How about <laughs> how? Do, how does Andres Jimenez fit into that? Then what do you? What do you do with the fourth one? I don't trade him. <laughs> you trade him. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> because everyone seems to want to. And and for the record, my my inclination is to change positions for Rosario, trade Arias, and start Rokio at shortstop. 
long term. Fair enough. I like Arius more than I used to. I, I like Arius too. I, his swing kind of scares me a little bit as far yeah. as how much he's going to hit. But uh, I think I think Brian Rocchio is a future All Star shortstop. I'm I'm all aboard the Rocchio bandwagon at this point. I think Andre Jimenez makes a lot of sense as a utility player. All right. I'm going to give you, this is the other this or that we're going to do. So everyone keeps talking about, well, where does Ahmed Rosario play next year? Or where does he fit in the future of this franchise? So at shortstop, I'm going to ask, or at shortstop or second base, I'm going to ask you, do you like this player more or this player? So let's start with second base or shortstop long-term, not just next year. Uh, Ahmed Rosario or Andre Jimenez. Short in second. Let's let's do shortstop. Is that now. too confusing? Oh, I was doing both. Rosario, sorry. Okay. Um, Rosario or Gabriel Arias? Arias. Arias. Oh, we already answered this kind of. But Arias or Rokio? Man, I could flip that either way. I guess I, Rokio has better range. I think Arias is more reliable. <clears throat> so maybe that fits better with Rokio short. Okay. I guess we don't really need to do Owen Miller and Clement and Chang and Freeman. So I like put Miller at first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, with, with Bobby Bradley and Brian Lavastida and uh, Reyes and uh, the all anyway. prospect team. <laughs> They're all going to play um, first. All right. You had Arias before. So Arias or Owen Miller. Oh, Arius. As a long, long term. Okay. Yeah. Arius or Yu Chang? Arius. Arius or Tyler Freeman? Can Freeman play second? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Is, we're talking fine. about a, you know, Okay. Yeah. If you're just talking short, let's stick with <clears throat> Arius or Rokio, I think are the t- top okay. two in that group. And then kind of your bench spots then. So Jimenez. Okay. Rosario, Jimenez, or Miller? Pick one. Next year, uh, probably Rosario after that, Miller. Okay, Miller or Ernie Clement? Miller. Miller or Yu Chang? Hmm. Chang's been doing better. Uh, probably Miller. Okay, so... I like Chang, though. Next year... So next year at the Major League level, you're talking about having Rosario and Miller... And one of these guys will play second base. I don't know. Yeah, Chang. Miller. Miller. No. Okay, Miller at second. <clears throat> okay. I don't like Miller at short. I don't. I don't know. That's still a thing. <laughs> okay. Is it still a thing? Who? Miller. Miller at short? No. I. I mean, I, on a very, on a very emergency basis. So. Yeah, his range has not Im- impressed me. Right. Yeah, I mean, he could play first, second, or third. I wouldn't put him at short. So, if you if you use Miller as your you know, all around utility guy, or or you know plays a different position every day or every two days. Yeah, I mean, I still you remember to, you don't have you don't have a thing. backup shortstop. Yeah, you could figure something. Unless, out. <laughs> well, yeah, if you start if you start Rosario at short and then Jimenez at second, I guess. Well, then you still have Chang, possibly. I, I don't know you that can you can everywhere. keep Chang. You can't. And well, you, I, you can, can probably keep Ernie Clement one more year, but you can't keep. You can't keep Yu Chang, Owen Miller, 
Ahmed Rosario and Andre Jimenez. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I don't. I don't care that they keep Jimenez. Okay. Or Clement. I okay, fair. I would say I I'm taking Rokio at shortstop long term over everybody on this list and second base yeah, I'm taking so at second base I think long term I'm taking Tyler Freeman. Yeah, I agree. That's my future middle infield. Yeah. I, I just okay. don't think it's next year. Yeah, and then I think long term you pick between Owen Miller and, and maybe Ernie Clement as your kind of all in bench guy. Although I like Andre Semenez as kind of a I know nobody's been really impressed by him this year, but I think being left handed, he runs well, he can play all the infield spots besides first. I think you can roll with maybe you can roll with Owen Miller and Andre Semenez, you know. Jimenez can cover short and they kind of cover both sides of the plate and Jimenez is the better runner. So all right, so so you're saying out of all these guys, Rosario is the only guy that doesn't fit long term for you? I don't know. Are you really that high on Clement? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's it's got to be. He's the only one out of the picture. I'm just saying out of the guys who are starting now or the guys who could start in the future. I think Clement's just here until he's going to be the Eric Gonzalez. He'll, like he'll be here until. I like when Miller is an Eric Gonzalez. Right, but but I'm saying Eric Gonzalez got traded. Not, so I'm I mean, saying, yeah. Uh, Ernie Clements here to play a backup role if he can until the Indians decide they have to, or the Guardians have to decide they he's out of options, they have to trade him. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying with him. And Chang, I don't know what they're going to do with, but... All right. Let's pick him on the 40. Why don't you tell us all about Luis Durango and Will Dion and anybody else who um, was fun to take pictures of last night? Well, let me tell you this fun story of Durango. And I tweeted about it a bit last night, but hopefully no one follows me and you can just listen to it here. Uh, he hits the ball back <laughs> to the pitcher. Uh, they throw it to first. It pulls up, pulls the guy off the base. You could have called it an error. They called it a single, whatever. Steals second base immediately because he's Luis Durango. And that's what he does. The next... Before the next pitch, I believe, and you can never find this out because they don't record pitches at this level on uh, the box course. So the pitcher is like really bothered by Durango. He doesn't like him there. He immediately throws a pickoff throw into center field. Durango dove headfirst into second. The second baseman then kneeled on his back to keep oh. him in place. The manager runs over to the umpire and goes, hey, he can't do that. You know, you can't hold him into place. And Durango points to his shoulder and stands up. And so they've called the trainer out. The trainer goes out, talks to Durango. They flex his shoulder around a little bit. Everyone goes back home. He's still on second. They didn't give him third. The pitcher then no longer cares about Durango, throws a pitch, immediately steals third base. <laughs> that This time, the throw goes into left field, and he just jumps right up and scores. And it was their first run of the game. And now, my initial concern was that he had actually hurt himself because I have definitely seen many guys hurt themselves on diving headfirst back into a base. Uh, not from the guy putting pressure on him and holding him there, but from him actually like hitting the base wrong. Now I think he was faking it to score a free <laughs> run, which I find hilarious, and I hope he was. 
I, I really hope. Well, I guess we'll see if he plays like tonight. They play in the Brewers in uh, Phoenix. We'll, we'll see if he stays in the lineup. But if he was faking it, that's fantastic. I love that so much. <laughs> and he stayed in the game and, and, and played at right field the rest of the game. So it's I, he definitely wasn't seriously injured. Okay. Yeah, but He's I love fine. a guy. I love a guy who will pull some nonsense. I like the uh, gamesmanship. I do. Yeah, and uh, Dion was good. He's been fantastic in all three appearances. His first uh, was a relief appearance, and I did not see that. <laughs> but Does I believe he looks like a, his a last two. Who's, who came from a college program who is playing against a bunch of teenagers. Oh, for sure. Uh, his hair is not as long as Aaron Davenport, which really detracts from the game. Uh, <laughs> but he has struck out 13 in six innings. There was a point he struck out, I think, five in a row. Is that right? I'm trying to do math in my head. Three. I, no, he struck out six in a row uh, in the game because he Don't struck ask out me three. To do math. Yeah, he struck out three in his second inning. Uh, he only pitched three innings. He walked a guy uh, <clears> in <throat> each of his last two appearances. But, uh, yeah, I've seen his last two starts. Uh, fantastic. I mean, like, and, and I'm surprised. I, I bet you he doesn't make another start here. I, I would have to guess. Based on the trajectory of the last few guys. Well, he'd only make... He'd only have time for two starts in Lynchburg if he goes out there for his next outing. So. That might be enough, but Abney and uh, Davenport each like made two appearances here and, and were immediately promoted. So I would not be surprised at all if they they promoted him. I think they like him a few years ago when they, when they went to two teams. So that might have been 2018 or so. As soon as they went to two teams down here, Every single player had to come to Arizona first. They no longer skipped. They used to skip. If you were a college guy, you'd go to Mahoning Valley. If you were a high school guy, you'd come here for the most part. And now they're still sending everyone here because there's no Mahoning Valley. So I think they do like yep. that. It's almost like orientation for work. Like this is how we run our organization. This, you know, We'll do your physical here. They do all the signings here. When they show the pictures, it's always them signing up here uh, you know, officially. So they're kind of running this as the minor league headquarters in a way. Yeah, you, it used to be the college guys were all right off the bat at Moaning Valley, and then a couple of them would get to Lake County at the end of the year, and now it's just Arizona or Lynchburg. So, well, and I definitely prefer it because I get pictures of everybody. <laughs> I gotta get, That's true. I got to complete my got to complete my Pokemon Snap bit that nobody cared about. I still think you need to finish that. Maybe in the I off care. season. Maybe that's an off I season care. bit. <laughs> Anybody else that you want to mention real quick before we get to the questions? Uh, who else do we see? Uh, Samuel Vasquez is still terrible. Uh, <laughs> Euclides Lopez blew it last night. Oh, good. Uh, there's so many not amazing picture- <clears throat> pictures on this roster. I have seen Jake Fox and Connor Cox uh, quite a bit recently. Those are the other yeah, two it draft like they've picks. been pretty good. Yeah, they're solid. Uh. And I think I mentioned Diane Frias last week. He still looks good. Yeah, he was your player of the week pick. Uh, somebody yesterday who I trust said that somebody told him that Diane Frias was a guaranteed major leaguer. And I said, I'd never make predictions when, it, <laughs> when guys are this young, but it's interesting. Cause I do like, I love his approach at the plate, which is the same thing that, that turned me on to Noel is it, it's, it's a different approach 
But it's like, I, I don't care about the stats so much as the way he attacks at bats. And I really like the way Frias does. But uh, Skeeling Rodriguez, I don't think I mentioned. Uh, you mentioned him a couple times, but maybe. Yeah, I like, okay, I, yeah so I he's like looking better. Uh, still no shows on a few guys, uh, Tucker. Uh, then the two new guys, uh, the the two new catchers, Seth Cadell and Zach Fascia. I've not seen either of those guys, so mm. I'm not sure. They they added them to the roster a while ago. I have not seen either of them or Tucker in recent days. That's and Alonzo funny. Richardson is still listed as a shortstop. He is definitely only a pitcher. I'm not sure why they haven't made that change. And he's not. Yeah, I saw James Harris's comment a while ago saying he was just going to pitch for now. I want to look up his numbers real quick because he's looked bad when I've seen him pitch, and that could just be me. I think he's walked a lot of guys in general. Uh, Yeah, 16 and 26 innings. No, he's given up seven home runs. That would be the problem. Oh, well, that's Arizona. Where nobody ever hits home runs. Yeah, but the ball carries if they do, right? If you're in double A and on rehab assignment, the ball carries. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he faced some rehabbing hitters. I, I don't he did know. face That's... at least one because I think he pitched that game against the Reds that I saw. <laughs> Yikes. That's a tough go of it. Well. Yeah, the pitching gotta... has not, not been great. I've noticed that in the box scores. I never expect the pitching there to be good, especially anybody who comes from the DSL because they don't really invest in pitching um, from the DSL. Like the last pitcher I can really think of that they've invested heavily in from the DSL was uh, Luis Oviedo. Oh yeah. I loved him. <laughs> that was about it. So, all right, yeah. let's do some questions. Let's try okay. to knock these out real quick. Cause we're almost at an hour. Um, None baseball related. I requested, uh, no baseball related. Uh, well, that's all the time we have for today. We'll see you <laughs> next week. I don't have anything. That's not baseball. Related. Oh shit. I didn't even make a pick for player of the week this week. Oh, you know what? We got to, we got to look at the poll too. Okay. I tried to influence it. I didn't say which one I picked, but I I retweeted it. Oh, way to go. Um, let's start with Seattle BB Cleveland guardians fan. Feels like a lot of Stata, RES and Palacios are ready in 2022. Freeman Valera 2023. He's excited about the future, but so much uncertainty might be traded. Who's your best bet? Who's your bet on who might be traded? Well, I don't know. I, I if I, out of that group of players, out of that five, I'm saying Palacios is more likely to be traded than I mean Valera is not trade not going to be traded. The other four, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I want to ruin I would your say most likely is Palacios. I want to ruin your day by saying Lavastida, but the fact is, he's one of two catchers they have who could be a starter in the future, so they better not. Eris, <laughs> uh, I think maybe where you could get some return okay. for him and they're so deep at the position. I also pretty much agree with his timeline there. Maybe Palacios is a little behind the other two, but yeah, I would say Lavastida and Arias next year and Freeman and Valera 2023 for sure. Um, Glenn Longwell. Do we think the Valera starts 2022 in Columbus making his possible yes. debut for Cleveland for the same year, or do we see him in Akron next year finishing Columbus. I'm saying Akron next year finish in Columbus, even though I think if they wanted to bring him to Cleveland next year, he'd be ready. Yeah, I say jump him up into Columbus unless you're housing quadruple A guys there that you need for the big league team. But yeah, well, I think well also depends up. on the new CBA too. 
Yeah, because uh, players aren't going to be free agents until they're 28 years old, which is going to work out really well for everybody. Yeah, that's going to be great for Cleveland. <laughs> going to be we're going to have a lot to talk about this winter with that i'm sure you know it, that that was the dumbest thing i've ever seen i think i, I don't remember like who posted that but the idea that i don't pl- know it was the, one of the deals that got leaked the idea of the idea that the players would agree to that is just absolutely psychopathic you would have rosters made up of 18 year olds <laughs> <laughs> like they would just like there would be no more minors they would just they get a superstar we're bringing you up immediately we're gonna burn you out and by the time you're 26 you won't be able to hold a baseball let alone throw <laughs> yeah that's the other kind of manipulation and you know what the quality would be so bad too you wouldn't have these guys yeah why would you ever themselves. why would you ever sign a free agent again unless it was mike trout when he turned 29 <laughs> and and you also you would never draft a college player again either absolutely yeah you can't waste five years bringing a guy up <laughs> Right, that that old. you can't you can't you can't draft a 23 year old college player yeah that's what i'm saying like, if you if it oh, took crap, five years he's got his majors next year yeah yeah no psychopathic that's be interesting <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, think, matt benzel does the oh, finish your thought go ahead no i say we had to bring it up on the show at some point uh, no that was good that was good timing uh i'm sure we'll talk a lot about that does the organization, this is Matt Fenzel, does the organization feel Ethan Hankins will be ready for spring training? Which level do you think he'll be pitching at? Well, he had his Tommy John surgery in March, uh, or maybe it was closer to April. I can't remember. But Which of us does um, he think is the organization? <laughs> I love these questions. It's got to be you. You're, you're closer to the headquarters. I'm you're not the organization. I'm not official. I, my, my Twitter thing is not official anything. I don't know anything. Yeah, that's true. Well, sorry, I ruined your question. Th- this this organization feels like Ethan Hankins will not be ready for spring training because he would be only a year out of his Tommy John. And I would say typically they're going to slow play that because he's a young kid. So I would say probably 15 months. So I'd say next summer he'll be back. And I would think he'll go to he'll start at Lake County next year. Yeah, I would think they're uh, double A. Yeah. Uh, maybe a few starts in Lake County if that goes well yeah. in Akron. Well, they'll probably year. make so, a few starts in in Arizona. my backyard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, backyard. Are you gonna catch him? Yeah, sure. I, I you can got do that. that. You got that couch? No, not in the backyard. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we said you're gonna invite him over. I just I didn't know if you were gonna ask him to to hang out after he. Had no, his, we'll go down to the Goodyear Rec Complex. They've got some brand new baseball fields there. Okay. Free of use. I'm sure because he's been rehabbing, Ethan Hankins already knows everything in Goodyear, so I don't know how okay. much more you're going to show him than he already doesn't know. Like Cody Anderson. Cody Anderson became the mayor of of Goodyear for a while. Ben Nelson, after underperforming this year, can you predict what the next few years will look like for Bo Naylor? Uh, I still think by 2024 he'll be their catcher. It just might take a little while longer than we thought. Yeah, we already covered this. Straight to the moon. Okay. Straight to the moon. We're still high on Bo Naylor. Quincy Wheeler, uh, which prospects underperformance this year has you most concerned for their future as a viable major leaguer? Um, Zach, one of our other listeners, uh, and a good Twitter, uh, a good minor league follow as far as he, you know, he watches a lot of games. He um, pays attention. He said for him, it was Gabriel Rodriguez. I would say 
if it's not Gabriel Rodriguez, it's Alex Replanez because I just don't like their approaches. They're hmm. both capable of hitting for power, and Plenez has hit for plenty of power. But yeah, I think he's right. Gabriel Rodriguez um, or Plenez. I think Plenez, they're both going to have approach issues in the future. I was just going to say all the big league guys that <laughs> I don't think are going to be back. But now I feel like you, you want a real you're answer. Pick a prospect. Yeah. I was going to say Jimenez. No, uh, Jesus, I just lost it. Um, not, not Victor. Yeah, Victor Soteldo has been really disappointing to me. Uh, I liked. I only saw him pitch in extended spring training a couple of years ago, in 2019, I think. And he has been on and off the roster. I guess they're just rostering him, and then he pitches, and then he leaves. Not. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, not really exciting there. Uh, Sammy Vasquez is another one where I saw him pitch an extended and he looked really good. And maybe that means we just can't trust extended at all. Also, that's where I saw Gabriel Rodriguez play really well. <laughs> and, he's been uh, good at third. I watched him play third I, I like, this year. He's, he's I, I good. Do, I, I'm not giving up on him anywhere near. And that's why I wouldn't – like to me, I don't want to give up on anyone this low. Like So if you're talking about really like giving up on guys – Well, you're not giving up. You're just saying which one are you most or, concerned with. Okay, yeah, even so, I would say it's more of the higher-end guys, you know, that would be having poor seasons than people in low A. That's not really concerning to me. I like to focus on the positive. I'm not saying Naylor, that's the thing. I'm not saying Naylor, and I'm not saying Gabriel Rodriguez. I'm just saying those guys with their approach, I'm concerned about what they're going to look like as they move up the ladder. I think you're saying Scott Um, Moss. Scott Moss is a great one. Scott Moss is never going to, I, I will, here's my, here's my hot take. It's not really a hot take. Cause it's about a, a, a player who nobody's really seen, but I will say Scott Moss will never pitch a game for the Cleveland guardians. Very possibly at this point. So there, how's that sound? That's a good answer. Yeah. And then uh, Zach, I'll let you take this one. Zach also wants to know where Jan Kenzie Noel starts next season. I think generally, I mean, like if you're just doing predictions, (laughs) generally, if you get promoted midseason, you stay the next year to start there and then hope for another midseason promotion. So I would say Lake County with a midseason to Akron if he continues to play well. Agreed. And then Pat, Pat's trolling us here. um, I know. Pat Ellington. Do you think Jan Kenzie could play left field? I said you could probably put him, I make an argument to put him a pitcher. He's. He's got really good reaction time. Uh, so I like him at third base. I think he's going to play first base <laughs> because they have 8 million okay. shortstops. No, I don't. I mean, I'll take you seriously. No, he's not going to play left field. He's not going to pitch. You're being rude to me. <laughs> I, I he's bring got a good the, arm. No one has got a good arm. Brian, until I started posting pictures and talking about Brian Rocchio, nobody had, had him in their rankings at all. And I remember I put okay, him that's, in it. That's not true. He was a high profile he, international signing. No, but I was talking about him before anyone else was. I'm telling you, I'm looking at these rankings and I'm like, I want to rank this guy top 10. And I think I ranked him 15 because I was like, nobody else even has him in the top 50. I'll look crazy mm-hmm. if I put him five. And then somebody came out with him at seven the next year after that. And I was like, I should have put him five because I believed in him. And I was just like hesitant because no one else did. So I'm no longer hesitant. I'm going it, when I believe in someone. I'm telling you about him, and I'm putting him where I think. And that's all I was doing with Noel. It's the same thing I did with, with Rokio. And Well, 
I'm we'll, I'm not going to give you the heads up here because I know I don't know who you're going to pick, but um, Noel has two home runs tonight as we're recording this. I'm so. not. I'm only, I'm only picking Arizona and maybe Lynchburg guys from from now on. Okay. I'm not going okay. way up there. Well, he has two home runs tonight, so you are vindicated. Or once again, I would say first base. I'm with you. I'm trying to find actually right, I'm trying let's... to find a guy in the DSL team I can pick. <laughs> the DSL team, geez. Um last week's player of the week poll. So because normally the co host picks last week's player of the week picks because uh they're we haven't repeated hosts a lot this year. But because Joe was on last week, he cannot pick because he's biased. I am absolutely not. I'm completely neutral. And I've always been fair in all of my dealings. You are definitely biased. <laughs> um, I we left it up to Twitter. Maybe maybe we'll do that the rest of the year. We'll lead up to Twitter. That would actually uh, be. Fair. I had yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I had Xavier Curry, Jose Tena, Willie had Daniel Spino, P.D. Halpin, and Joe had Diane Frias and Aaron Davenport. The results are in, and Curry and Tena are the winner. 41%. And you guys made it close. Uh, Spino and Halpin your... at 30%. And Frias Davenport at 29 See, there's your bias. They, these people have never heard of those. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> well, going to pick the guys no, they one's, no one is telling you to pick only Arizona players or Lynchburg players. Nobody has told you that. So, well, that yeah, means if you're the standings to are... Vote, then I can't do DSL. No. They'll think I'm making these guys up. <laughs> Well, I posted the stat lines. It's not like I know. They, they had to go off names. I post everyone's stat line for the week so they can make an informed decision. I want everyone to be... I want everyone to know what they're what they're getting into. There's no... There's no, you know, underhandedness here about trying to get votes. Um, okay, so I've got seven wins this year. You have two, and then you combine with Stacy, Jacob, and Willie with, uh, and Caleb with uh, four, five, six, one, four, five, six, seven. Okay, it's tied seven, seven now. It's close. Who are you picking this week? I'm trying to make it different. Have I ever picked Jorge Burgos? If you did, you can repeat it. I think it's. Yeah, fine. I don't like to repeat things. I like to be creative. He's good. He uh, had a triple this week. I'm going to do Joey Cantillo as the pitcher and get I like you, it. and steal your your big league people things. Okay. Joey and then, Cantillo and Yeah, I guess I got to go I'll go Jorge Burgos. I can't remember if I picked him or not before. That's no Arizona guys. And nobody I, I thought about Albert Breton from Indians Blue as the pitcher, but I feel like you're going to bias me with your pulls. They're stats. It's it's purely <laughs> science. Science it's is not, not biased. People see okay? these names and they're like, "Oh, I like Petey Halpin." <laughs> Everyone loves Petey Halpin. He's he's uh, got a cold following now. I am going to go with Peyton Battenfield, who I just talked to earlier this week. I'll have a story on him coming soon. And I'm going with Stephen Kwan because Stephen Kwan cannot be stopped. So yeah, I thought about that. That was yeah, it was an easy pick. Um, anything else before we get out of here, Joe? Uh, you can invite more people to come yeah. to your couch or check out your new couch. Yeah, if they want to, it's pretty big. Okay. 
I don't want to come to Arizona right now. I'm going to wait till like like March. Why? It's only like 105. It, I'm telling you, yesterday's game was one of the more comfortable ones until about... Well, when the sun went down, all of a sudden all these little bugs started coming out. There, there were bugs all game, but the early bugs were nice bugs, and the late bugs were mean bugs. I'm so, out. definitely out now. Uh, the drag- I love dragonflies. I, I didn't get a picture of a dragonfly. I'm sorry, I would have posted it. I love trying to get... I have pictures of dragonfly from all over the country, and I didn't get the ones last night because they wouldn't stop moving. And then at night, all the little tiny bugs come out, and they're like biting and nasty. Okay, I don't want to come to Arizona. You're talking about dragons and bugs, and it's heat, been and it's I'm, been raining for like a month. <laughs> we don't normally have bugs like that, but <laughs> but it's been raining so okay. much. There's a ton for all your bugs in Arizona weather content. You can follow Joe at <laughs> ibi underscore Joe. No baseball, just uh, bugs, turtles. Arizona weather, and I, I don't talk about the weather that much. I might start. Maybe I should post more fish pictures or something. I don't know. I have a bunch of shrimp. <laughs> I don't have any animals. I just have a couch in my basement that I like. I, to, I post and my two dogs. It's and not a hundred degrees. Nobody ever compliments my dogs, which is very offensive. I'm sure they're very good boys or girls. No, they're terrible. But I mean, like I that. I want points on the jokes this week. Calling him a dingo and stuff like that. (laughs) I called him a coyote. (laughs) I I took a picture the other day. You got coyotes down there. I'm definitely out. Oh, yeah. We have all sorts of coyotes down here, but uh, they're very tiny. You could just kick them. Uh, But (laughs) I I took a picture on the top of a a small mountain with my dog, and I wanted to post it and say he was a chupacabra, but I I just never got around to it. Maybe I will. That's fine. (laughs) Well, I don't have any dog pictures to post, or fish, or turtles, or dragonflies. Well, Vinny Pastano um, would say that you're, then you're not scared, right? I'm not scared. The but great I, I uh, want a dog. Anyway. The great Vinny Pastano quote is, "If you're scared, get a dog." He's no Vinny Pastano, am I right? No, that's the "How I Met Your Mother" quote. Oh, I yeah, I don't watch that show. <laughs> Oh, okay, good. But I love Vinny Too Pistano. busy with your... Yeah, love Vinny Pistano. Cool. We have a random X player to talk I'll about. I'll bring up 47 right. well, of them. <laughs> we have all winter to do that. We've got a few more podcasts to do uh, this year on minor league baseball, I'm sure. So we'll be back next week. Joe, thanks. And uh, thanks for listening. Please, uh, if you listen this far, please leave us a review. Five, five, four stars. I don't care. Some kind of star. Just tell us if we're good or bad and leave a review. And if you have the means, please subscribe to IBI. Um, yeah. Follow me at JL underscore baseball and uh, we'll catch you next week. Arrivederci. Wow.